Jason is here. Hello, everybody. I'm Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net. And today, I got the commissioner with me, the Livestock Commissioner, Bespin Bulletin. How's it going, Livestock yeah. Commissioner, Bespin Bulletin? It's been a struggle, you know, cattle's been stolen and uh, some old guys di died on the trail and, you know, yeah, it's been a shit show for being a livestock commissioner. Everything's about the land, you know what I mean? And that's so what you're about. about. Yeah. 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 So can you, to can you believe it's been around a year since I encountered Buggy Man? Has it been a year since Buggy Man? Since... It's been about a year, yeah. And, it, and his words ring truer today than they ever have. You still aren't built for this. If anything, I'm built even worse now. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody in the chat, by the way. Colton says, I hope everyone is having a great Monday. Like the video. Yeah, do that, you savages. Like the video. Hello, Mr. Azatrue and Mike. Um, yeah, like like the video. Uh, you could be a channel member uh, if you want to support the channel. And that's um, an easy way of doing it. I don't know if it's set up 100% correctly at the moment, but right now, if you go to makingstarwars.net, it should take you to the channel, but I think it's not working. Um, it'll work later. And then there you can just click on become a channel member, be a channel member. And same thing today with uh, the Bestman Bulletin. If you read Bestman, Bestman Bulletin's website and like his articles, you can support him on coffee as well as becoming a Patreon supporter if that's the platform that you prefer. And uh, so those are the ways to support the show and the participants. And uh, so today we have a, a, a little story. This is a, a, a little subreddit that I'm using now. That's Star Wars News. So r slash Star Wars News and uh, everything that, you know, is pertinent that I'd say we generally endorse or think this is worth keeping an eye on gets posted there. And uh, so if you, if you go over there, you could see the new article from bestmanbulletin.com. Well, let me share the tab and uh this is the story that we're going to be hitting today and and you know there's also some... one from uh last week we didn't hit the okay. right one the ray one well so we'll hit that too we don't care we'll, we won't give a shit. we'll do it they can't stop us so this is from bestmanbulletin.com written by this guy so whenever it says i it's him with me saying it to confuse you so Disney confirms Star Wars The Acolyte and Star Wars Skeleton Crew will, will release in 2024. Star Wars Endor Season 2 not listed. Hey, this all sounds familiar to the things that us fake leakers, you and I, have been saying for a little while. It all seems to, it all seems to, to, to click. Okay. So, by the way, I stole your featured image. I just straight up stole it. I don't give a shit. You, like, it's just, it? you always steal it. So Yeah, th today, <laughs> I just, t today I stole it, and, but I, I did change it a little bit. Yeah, you but, cut out um, the middle bomb pod. And then, <laughs> and then and I wrote the making Star Wars show on the top. So uh, what you, yeah. But I uh I did buy you the M and M uh song in um Fortnite. So you're welcome. Did you? I did, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like yesterday we were trying to play Fortnite and we were like, we can make level twenty, we'll have the V Bucks. Like, no, nah, I'm like, I'm like, Bespin, if you just believe. If you just see the goal, you can be the right. goal. And then, um, and then Rob came on and he broke the whole game. And then Rob left and the game worked. But Rob coming on breaking the whole game meant ruined our whole flow for the day. And well, we didn't, we couldn't do it. All right, Disney via a UK, a Disney UK press release. I like the the, the UK press releases. The UK side of things, they're just so much more affable. I'm not gonna lie, they really are 
have officially confirmed that two live action Star Wars series, the Acolyte and Skeleton Crew, will both release sometime next year. And then you can support him on Coffee and Patreon. The Acolyte, the Acolyte was confirmed to be releasing at some point next year during Star Wars Celebration, which took place this past April in London. Lucasfilm debuted a trailer the High Repu- for the High Republic era series during the Lucasfilm Showcase. The trailer, which is yet to be released, ended with a card of 2024, confirming its planned release for next year. And fuck, that was like a whole lifetime ago already. So it's mm-hmm. like, who knows where we're at? You know, but so this is why this matters. The Acolyte stars Amanda Stenberg, Bodies, Bodies, and more Bodies, and Lee Jung Jae. Is it Jay or Jai? Do you know? Do you know? I I say Jai. I don't know if it's Jai. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think Jai sounds better. Squid Game. Uh, I'm not better, but more accurate to me. As a former Padawan and her Jedi Master who are investigating a series of crimes that have taken place in a galaxy far, far away and the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. The series was created by Russian doll co-creator Leslie Headland, uh, and we all know whose assistant she was, so we know what that means. Mm. Sorry. I, I, I saw I saw you post the story on Twitter, and then I saw the America's best and America's brightest step up to to mention that and it's like you know mm-hmm. uh for the record everybody including your fucking mom worked for weinstein if they worked in hollywood like fucking everybody like it's such a it's such a stupid fucking low brow like fucking i'm a caveman and i lick my own balls to clean them fucking attitude to have it's fucking stupid all right earlier this year i exclusively reported that the acolyte <laughs> i exclusively reported it because i'm the one reading it um no, Bestman did, was due to release during the second quarter of 2024. In September, I exclusively shared that the Acolyte could suffer a minor delay into the summer. Wait, minor delay? Is that because she was Weinstein's assistant? Possibly. Okay. Um, My personal speculation, and that's all it is, is that the series could debut sometime in August, given Lucasfilm's affinity for the release window. They released Ahsoka during the month of August earlier this year, planned to release Andor season one in August 2022 before delaying it to September, and initially planned to release Andor's second season in August of 2024. However, as I exclusively shared, man, you're vying for that credit today, uh, shared in September, and you sh- as you should, uh, as was and was first to do so. There, you're like, okay, now you're going a little far, buddy. Uh, sources informed me that Andor season two had been delayed into early 2024. Well, so, on, yeah, on like, the reason I'm like hammering this home is, as you know, people mm-hmm. on like where this forums or whatever attribute to attribute it wrong or don't give credit for also actual outlets. I just mm-hmm. say, yeah, the acolyte is going to get delayed, but we don't know why. We have no reason to believe the acolyte is going to get delayed. You yeah. know, we won't credit anybody. We won't say anybody said it. We just have a feeling. Right. You know, <laughs> so, you know, um, so I just want to say like, yeah, like this was has been out there three months. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see anybody just saying, "Oh, we just have a feeling," just like the Finn, you know? Right, right. Well, uh, and, uh... and and also, I mean, if you're a if you're if you're an outlet who doesn't do your own scoops, mm. and who just simply reports on things you find on the internet, and that's what you do, you're fucking really lazy if you don't know where that stuff's coming from or who you should be paying attention to. As opposed to just people who post shit onto Twitter to make, you know, fucking Elon Musk bucks. 
You know what I mean? Like that's the whole thing is that it, they they play this game like nobody knows, everybody fucking knows. And if they don't, then they're not really qualified to be reporting on what they're reporting on. And they should do their homework and spend a couple of weeks getting caught up on the history of things. Anyways, that's how I feel about it. Um, earlier this year, I exclusively reported that the Acolyte was due to release. Wait, did I read that? You read that, yeah. I already read that. All right, Star Wars Skeleton Crew. At the start of the year, Disney and Lucasfilm confirmed that Skeleton Crew was due to release sometime this year. In the spring, I was first to report that Skeleton Crew was due to release in late November of this year which was confirmed months later by the star of the series, Jaleel White. That's that's, that's fucking Urkel, you guys, okay? It's not Jaleel White, it's Urkel. That's the Urkel seal of of truth. However, in September, I was reported that I had been informed by sources that Skeleton Crew had been delayed into 2024. So, at the time I shared, and again, the first to do so, man, you're really going for it, dude. You you were in a mood. You were in a mood, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, that skeleton crew could be delayed up an entire into an entire year, making a possible release of late November 2024. This report from September of mine was corroborated by making Star Wars last week. He reported that he'd heard from his sources that skeleton crew was looking to release during the holiday season of 2024. Yeah, so like for the record, I would put it past Halloween, but it could go before Halloween. But I would say like your your you you have eight episodes. There's always a chance that they could do a two episode opening. So it, between seven and eight weeks worth of content that has to go out. I don't, I doubt, I could see it going like right after Christmas. It's possible, but you know, you have your November and your December and that's like that, that would be eight weeks essentially of, you know, eight weeks of Wednesdays or whatever it happens to be. So I don't know the specific date, haven't pretended to at, at all, but I do know that that's when it will be hitting or that's when it should be hitting. Uh, Disney has now confirmed Skeleton Crew will release in 2024, but the company gave no window. And that's frustrating, isn't it? Fucking no, no yeah, window. They, yeah. It's like, why, why if you're going to yeah. do the press release, like, can we just get the press release with, with uh, at least something, you know, that like, like I, yeah, I know what I believe based off of what you and I have heard, what this means and the order, the order being what it is in the press release to me is yeah they wrote it because they wrote it they listed accolade in synopsis first then they um did scout through its synopsis yeah and that was just and to be like completely just fucking like fair to the whole thing uh we you've said i've also heard acolyte is the show it's the one that's that's the thing that everybody yeah i said it like when i came on a long time yeah and you've been saying it for a long fucking time now and and so anyways the, the, so so there's a chance that acolyte is simply first in that because it's their their, their priority mm-hmm. and um however in my reading of lucasfilm over the years lucasfilm doesn't like to leapfrog they they won't go in and promote the mandalorian season four um when skeleton crew hasn't come out yet and you'll mm-hmm. always hear people going i heard there's gonna be a trailer for whatever and then it's like yeah but Mando season three has to come out first. So the Acolyte trailer is not going to come out before Mando season three's trailer. Like, what do you think? Like, it never works that way. And they have, they always prioritize things that way. And then you mentioned to me, cause, because we were like kind of filling it out and uh, that like a lot of the other IPs have no particular order to them. No, like the release windows aren't in order. It just seems like if you had to prioritize it, it had to do with what the property was and the way that it made that list. It seems so, yeah. Like and then, in the mm-hmm. Hulu side of it, they would, you know, because obviously Disney in the UK, like FX, who were all of it's in one thing, right? So they were like, 
the day which starts shooting in March. So obviously it's not going to come out then, right? It's going to come out at least six months later, so the fall. Right. They had the, the bear listed earlier than they had a, a show called Welcome to Wrexham listed, which is listed for spring. Right. So I think it's in order of... A lot of it is in order of just the, the most commercial, the most, like, you know, viable out of the bunch. Okay. Um, you know, uh, like Marvel, for example, they listed Echo because obviously they need to promote that. It comes out in a month. And then they had Agatha, and then they had X for 97. Right. You know, um, so I don't and know it, if it's it, order to it. Yeah, and that's and that's that's like the that that's my my whole thing is I believe that they would coordinate with the departments like Star Wars as a department, and they only have two things, and I think that it whatever they would have said, however they would have put it, would have probably put them in order of what they intend it to come out from Lucasfilm. And so it's like, even though another department, so to speak, does it their own way, when you look at like the amount of stuff that Lucasfilm has actually decided to promote, they didn't promote, they're not in this press release. It's only their live action television Disney Plus offerings. That's it. They're not talking about Bad Batch and, and any of the other stuff at all. They're just completely there. Just, just the, 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 those two live action things. And that makes it completely, you know, like a different read for me. Anyways, if I'm just betting, you know what I mean? Just just doing the fan math on it. But you go on to write, Skeleton Cruise, a series set during the time of the period is The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka. It is being produced by John Favreau, Dave Filoni, who produced the this, this series listed. Skeleton Crew followed a group of, follows a group of children who make a mysterious discovery on their home planet and get lost in a dangerous galaxy. The series stars Jude Law and was created by John Watts and Christopher Ford. And then we have uh, our poor buddy Andor, who's not coming until 2025 with what Mando, I guess. Star Wars yep. Ando season. So it looks like we'll get our, our it looks like we right now, it looks like we are moving into a two Star Wars shows per year kind of month. Mm. That that's what we could take away from this at the, the moment. There could always be something that 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 squeaks in, some hot opportunity and just it could be like third. a, a... Well, we I think we was on the show last week. I was either on your show or Santa's show. I was doing something. And it's like, well, try to work out the Ahsoka thing. Like, if Ahsoka was going to go into production based off of where they are in the, in the script process, it'd be in the latter half of next year. Which means, uh, like, it I, could be the latter half of 2025 if it releases. You know? Yeah, I would, I, I, my, my, I would bet on it being uh, an early 2026 release with the movie being late 2026 and that being our Star Wars thing that year. Well, we have two. Yeah, well, if if we go off the schedule they still have, which is mm-hmm. the Ray movie in May, the Filoni movie in December, twenty twenty six, I would avoid putting any Star Wars out that year, like series. Yeah, you know? that's and and that's that's where I'm I'm coming at it from. Like, if they do it early in twenty twenty six, that mm. gives them twenty twenty five to leisurely get it done. And then, and then it comes out, you know, in 2020, yeah, so it comes out in early 2026 because that, that Star Wars movie comes out in December, right? That's, that's the December one, correct? The Filoni one is December. Yes. Yeah. And so with that right there, I could see that, that, that being a way that it, that it, that it rolls out in a way that there allows was... Filoni to not, you know, t- to not die. <laughs> you know what I there mean? Was the one... Nine yeah. months between when Ahsoka wrapped to when it released. Yeah. So if it like, film say in august or something july 
you know, it could still sneak in by like November, December twenty twenty five. You know. Oh, oh yeah, no, it, it, it no, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, like, like with, with the speed that they could do it. I'm just thinking about like, have we ever seen somebody try to go make a Star Wars film, and oh, also do their their series like that? Same, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a lot of fucking work. I, I, I don't know how they plan on making this happen. I'm, I feel bad for for uh, Filoni. I don't know. I don't know how that this guy is going to do it and not suffer some kind of burnout. Yeah, I said I was you on know. like this is like, this is a while ago. But I, was, I think I was on your show talking about how mm-hmm. they were going to have to do three in a row and how quickly in succession they would have to do it yeah. so Dave's movie still hits the December twenty twenty six thing. Because, right. like I said this to you ages ago, I don't know if I said it on a show or anything, but like <laughs> their whole priority at Disney is like next year is Deadpool. They're banking on that being a hit. They're banking on like that being a hit in, in that year. Fantastic Four in 2025, and then 2026 is the Avengers movie and the two Star Wars movies. Yeah, like they've had an abysmal year. Like even right now, wishes that latest release. I was only looking to make around 130 million when all said and done. So it's another. It, it, it wishes it got paid. <laughs> I got yeah. It. I got so it's it. another. It's another big bomb for them on top of like the Marvel and Indiana Jones and Ant Man and whatever else. Like yeah. So they are like, a bet are hedging their bets on. The next three years, like with Deadpool, Fantastic Four, and Star Wars, yeah. So they will, you'd assume, try and get those two Star Wars movies out, just out of pure desperation, right? You know, yeah. So. I mean, I, 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 I do. We were talking about this when we were gaming recently, and I'm like, I'm of the opinion that if they don't rest the superhero genre a little bit and come back with quality stuff, I think it's going to go the way of the western where wow the western dominated for like 20 years 30 years you know and then it just falls off and then you do have good westerns that come out after that the, the genre doesn't disappear and die but it stops becoming the thing that the studios all know that they could just you know hit for cash hit for cash hit for cash or yeah. or or and ratings or whatever it happens to be a so, marvel are taking that break and so is dc but like yeah. unplanned necessarily because like the movies next year was supposed to be Deadpool, Captain America, and Blade. Blade's mm-hmm. gone through so many rewrites that had to be delayed. And Captain yeah. America is apparently <laughs> so bad that it needs five months of reshoots. Right. So, and then obviously DC aren't releasing anything next year. So, you know, in 2025, then hopefully people have missed it a little bit. And even on the Disney Plus side for uh, for Marvel, they've only listed one show to release that year, which is Agatha. Yeah. Like, so... Again, like, I, you know, if their show's next year is only, like, Agatha, Skeleton Crew, and Acolyte, don't, you only need to sign up for about half of the year. Right. Realistically. You know, you can save yourself some money. Look, or if they do what you did, which is, like, you pay, like, $3 a month, like, for Hulu and Disney Plus for an entire year. Yeah. Like, which is worth it then. But, like, yeah, I... <laughs> Like we we said when I first wrote this article back in September, or like mm-hmm. even before it, before I I told you the stuff before I wrote it, so at the end of August, right? You don't need a Disney Plus subscription for much of the no. next year, you know? You, no, you, um, you really don't. You need it for about four months, four mm-hmm. months worth of of Disney content, 
and and not everyone is is as rabid as we are who like watch the show and us you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like i gotta watch it like the minute it drops some people are like well, right. i'll get to it in three weeks you know when there's a couple and then and then i'll kind of like sail in and you know finish the show you know, like at the end i had a couple of friends who just binge loki once it was done yeah. you know recently so i still haven't done that done done the end but that's essentially my loki strategy as well mm-hmm. was just like let a bunch you know hit and then i'm just gonna kind of watch it all because like Loki's like six episodes. That's practically a long movie. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. really need to make make that a, a, a two month endeavor for me. It's just not really worth it to me. Yeah. And um and so I, I'm gonna guess that the average Star Wars consumer isn't crazy like all of us, and it, right. you know could probably go with only two months of a Disney subscription to Disney Plus, and mm-hmm. and get all of the Star Wars content if they wanted to, and um. Which is which is which is like a kind of a bummer, but I don't really. I'm having a hard time in my brain figuring out why Disney Plus needs to exist as we go on. Like when we move into when there was like three to four Star Wars shows, things like overlapping throughout like a year calendar year. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, that's worth me just keeping this shit the whole year and just you know eating the money and being like, yeah, because stuff will be like rolling out. But as it is now, I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I still think the platform itself for them would probably be better just selling the stuff, like like making the shows and leasing them onto Netflix or Amazon or whoever wants to pay pay the highest price for it because then they could get the budget essentially paid for and then they would have it forever and then they could sell it on Blu-ray and, and put it on their TV you know, channels and stuff. I think as time moves on, the Disney Plus ideas becoming dumber and dumber to me um especially because i don't i don't have disney plus to watch bambi i don't fucking want to watch bambi um my kids don't either they don't care about that stuff and it's like all we really care about is what the star wars show is and what the marvel offering is and the marvel offering is completely do i might care i might not so it, it falls into a weird place like for my niche of the of this whole thing you know but uh yeah anyways, like yeah for me like like i said over here we have it with like basically hulu built in and yeah they i've always like so it's for like the last couple of years it's been my go-to streaming service until this year but i like right. barely used it you know i've used it for the star wars and the marvel things and you know some of those have been disappointing to say the yeah. least and then there's some hulu stuff i like like the bay or you know only murders in the building or something um and then you know Going into next year, like looking at that list they had in Disney Plus UK, I'm like, there's not a lot here that I want to watch. You know, like if the bear is coming up to the end of the year, right? I'll have the bear and the skeleton crew and Agatha, and like that's that's the end of the year. What are you going to give me for the first six months? Yeah. Like looking at the first six months of next year, what are they really offering? An archival service. Right. That's what they're offering. And that's not worth a premium. No, that's not worth like what do they charge for Disney Plus over there now? Is it fifteen dollars? Three bucks a month over here, man. That's what I pay. Three bucks a month for you, yeah. But like it's fifteen dollars, <laughs> right? I think it's yeah. thirteen pounds now in the UK. Like it's gone up this month. And um yeah, like that's not worth it. <laughs> like Yeah. Um Yeah. Like I'll I'll just maybe drop down to like the lowest tier or just cancel until until I'll I don't know. Until Acolyte, yeah. which could be up to like August right. or something. So right. that's eight months without like at least my bucks, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They don't have a ton of great offerings. 
I found myself using Apple TV a lot more and, you know, everything yeah, else. I'd, I'd yeah. say, I, I feel like if I never asked you directly and just with how you mm. speak, I feel mm -hmm. like Apple might be your favorite of the services. It seems to be like the one that generally delivers for you. I've noticed. I think they put out consistent quality stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they have like incredible shows. It might be like Severance, for example. Yeah, but, I love that one. But even the rest of stuff that like I've told you to tune into and you've watched, you've enjoyed. Like they've yeah. never really go below like a seven in terms of the quality of the stuff me and you have tuned into. Yeah. You know, whether yeah, it's like I, the Seth Rogen I feel like series that God, shrinking. The Godzilla, though, the Godzilla series they, they have, I feel like for me, it's been like a six. It hasn't really got like it's kind of borderline boring a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But. But at the same time, happy as hell that they that they that they made it, that it exists, and that it you know if it's not great by the end of it, it has a chance to still become a good show or whatever you know. Oh yeah, before I, I mean, forget, you guys, I saw Godzilla minus one, best Godzilla ever made. I fucking love that movie. You should definitely watch it. It's it's Star Wars good, easily. That biggest, uh, I think it's the biggest um, recommendation I could give to a to a Star Wars person. Is this shit Star Wars good? <laughs> well, I don't know. The only, I, I saw Saltburn and the holdovers over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And oh, Star Wars fans aren't gonna want to see those. Though. Yeah, let me try I, and sell I'm, you on I'm that. <laughs> let me try and sell. Let me try and sell you on what Saltburn is. At okay. one point, Barry Keoghan sees this guy he's like obsessed with tossing himself off in a bathtub. And mm -hmm. once that guy leaves the bathtub and it's like, and he's like, you know, finished, he puts his face in it and like slopes it all up. That's, that's a reason you know to see salt in. You know what? I like someone who knows what they like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Andor 2. <laughs> that's a big jump. Writer, creator, and showrunner of Andor, Tony Gilroy, confirmed various times over the past year that Andor's second and final season will debut in August of 2024 on Disney+. Plus. Lucasfilm themselves confirmed the second season of Andor was planned to release in 2024 during this year at Star Wars Celebration, which took place in April, where they debuted a trailer for the season, which was still yet to be released. However, via a Disney UK press release, Andor Season 2 is no longer listed for a 2024 release, unlike other live-action Star Wars series, The Acolyte and Skeleton Crew. And to like play back into our our conversation from just a minute ago before we were talking about the guy in the, in the, in the, in the jacuzzi. Um, <laughs> like I want star Wars to do well. And right. because the more people who watch it, the more power it has, the more cultural relevance it has. And one of the problems with Disney plus it's obviously a huge multinational corporation. It has cultural relevance, but compared to the other platforms, it's a baby. And so a show like Andor, which is fantastic, a large amount of its adult potential yeah, fan gonna, base is on other a, platforms. And it you're doesn't it's get a baby it. in terms of the content that's on it, not in terms of like how long it's been a service, all right? No, I'm talking about how many subscribers it has. Like like if Netflix is is uh is is a man sized service? It's a little baby. It's it's like what? It's about it's almost half of Netflix's subscriber. Well, it has it has more than like the other ones though. Like it's the second okay. most only like under Netflix, so it's not a baby. Okay, okay, but those numbers aren't as big as Netflix. Is all I know. And oh, when the, I, whenever... the, the the viewing numbers aren't no. 
yeah so so whenever i imagine these products being able to come out on other platforms and show up on netflix i'm like oh when it comes on netflix that's when a ton of people discover Andor and realize this show is fucking good and if that was to happen there is always a chance that it we would get more in that Andor sphere in the the tony gilroy hey tony gilroy do this you know Sagarera thing or whatever the fuck it happened to be you know what i mean that like relates to to your world in star wars your your map of the of the galaxy that you laid out and um and that that's that's another reason why in a w- weird way i am wishing disney plus you know falls off a cliff and that it that that happens because i think it would expose these shows to a wider audience ultimately um, and that's why Disney should just, uh, you know, obviously we're going to have the, the Hulu merger with Disney plus. And I think that will likely be when that could happen. Hopefully when it happens, they don't bury it. Ho- I, I hope there's sort of a push for Andor at that time. Well, if Hulu when still the- stays his own like separate service, I hope they just put, Hulu, put, put Andor on Hulu as well. Yeah. Exactly. They're with Echo. Echo is going on both. I think that's a more mature like Marvel title. So yeah. I, I would hope they do it with the Acolyte and with, um, Andor, because the Acolyte as well, like, is a bit more mature than yeah, the Filoni Favreau stuff. So Andor would fit on FX and AMC, yeah, and 100%. that's what that's what the Hulu kind of crowd more is is more of that mm-hmm. flavor than than the other ones. I'd say uh, in September of this year, I exclusively reported that various Star Wars series were set to suffer delays. I exclusively okay, you got you 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 are really going in on this one. I exclusively shared that skeleton crew. You you are, I can tell you are pissed in this article. Um, Shared that skeleton crew, which was due to release in late November, had been delayed an entire year, making a November 2024 release. I also exclusively shared that Acolyte was due to release in May of 2024, would suffer a minor delay, with my own theory being that it would release in August, um, the month of that, and or season two was set to release. I exclusively shared, you are pissed, shared that I had heard from sources that the second and final season of Andor 2 had suffered a delay into early 2025. And that makes sense. And as we're seeing that, that sense confirmed, I think. The two series missing for the 2024 live lineup included Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 3 and second season of Tales of the Jedi. I had previously shared that I had heard that boasters were released in 2024, and I still hear that it's the case of at the time of this writing. Yeah, I mean... Star Wars fans, I love you guys. It's cool if Bad Batch is like your favorite Star Wars thing ever. That's fucking fine. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, like my favorite, probably one of my favorite artists is Saint Vincent. Okay. But when 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 Bespin's talking about the weekend and I'm talking about Saint Vincent, it's two different spectrums and scales of audience and 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 stuff that when something like that comes out, a weekend record comes out, it's a big deal. It's like every outlet in the world will be talking about it. Who does music? St. Vincent, maybe. She'll get some coverage in like Pitchfork or something. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. And like, like the Bad Batch is definitely a St. Vincent show. You don't, when, when they tell you what's happening with Andor and Skeleton Crew and the Mandalorian and the live action shows and you go, but what about Bad Batch? Like, it's not the same league, you guys. It's just not. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean it's worse or anything like that, but there's a huge but difference Jason, in the amount of money that goes into the live action Jason, shows. Omega, that bad. Omega is the future of Star Wars. <laughs> She's the future of Star Wars, dude. I know she she might she might be referenced in something someday. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it's just not gonna, I mean, you know, it, it's weird to see people like going like, oh, well, this isn't true. Uh, Andor is gonna come out because they don't Skeleton. talk about the Bad Batch. And it's just like, uh, it's not the same thing. It's, you have to look, look at this as an investment and, and as promotion. Mm-hmm. And like, the, the uh, truth is, the one of these Star Wars, like Skeleton Crew, I'm not saying it is going to be this, but Skeleton Crew could be the breakout hit that literally fucking elevates and is the next hit for star wars and it's huge bad batch season three is not gonna be it it's never gonna be it and it's likely just gonna have dwindling numbers from the previous years at this point and and same thing with uh tales of the jedi i love tales of the jedi honestly i really do i am as i am as excited for more tales of the jedi as i am a mando for whatever that said that show is also never going to have mainstream appeal that like everyone's like, hey, you got you guys watching that cartoon? I can't believe it. it's fucking rad. Like it's not gonna be the one. Therefore, and we all know this, and th- th- there's already the, the the trends have already been started. You can look back and see what ta- what's happened on the show's release. That's why it's not in this press release. Because it matters to you, but it doesn't matter to to most. And it's not an opportunity to grow star wars it's 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 only an opportunity to maintain the fan base they already have you're not gonna gain subscribers and gain new viewers on the third season of an animated show like it's especially the this one that's not breaking into the mainstream or like the pop culture zeitgeist it's not it's never has been and never will omega's not the future of star wars she's just on the show that barely anybody watches and the people who do watch it and enjoy it like that's great that's fantastic like enjoy yourself and it's it's, yeah, it's nothing to take away from your tastes or anything, but it's just it's not a mainstream show. It's not a big Disney Plus seller. You know, yeah. you can't advertise the Bad Batch on like YouTube and you know on, on you know standard TV mm-hmm. and people are like right, I've got to sign up. But right. if you show them the Acolyte, which is unique and different, it's set in a different time period and there's a lot of lightsabers, the casual fan would be like, I need to sign up to Disney Plus to see that. Or even just to check out the first episode. Same thing with Skeleton Crew, you know. But it's in terms of the Bad Batch, you can't sell that show to anybody else. Yeah. The people who are tuning in now are the people who will always tune in and always have tuned into it. And that's your audience. That's why it's done after season three. Like, yeah. there's no point in investing more money into that show when it's not given Disney, because that's the thing. You got to remember, it's Disney is the most important thing out of this. It's not giving mm-hmm. them what they want and what they need. Which is brand exposure, retain subscribers, bring in new subscribers, and grow the brand, the Star Wars brand and the Disney brand. It's not doing either of those things, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's for the most hardcore of the hardcore Star Wars fans who tune in week yeah. to week for that. It was designed for kids, but it's probably like mostly forty year olds tuning in. You know, well, like and 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 it's designed as maintenance, like it's designed mm-hmm. for for to give the converted. Uh, you know, uh, a reason to go to church. <laughs> if that makes sense. And and it's not it's not about getting new people. It's not about growing. And the investment just isn't the same. Frog Eater says, I disagree that Bad Batch doesn't have mainstream appeal since its first two series premiere episode made it into the Nielsen charts back in May 2021. May, that was in May of 2021. And that's not, that is like, that's nothing compared to Kenobi. It's just, it's, it's not, it's, it's a blip. It's a, it's a little fly in comparison. 
and that's why it's not treated the same and it's just never going to be and i've looked at nielsen but but once again it doesn't mean it's bad it doesn't mean it's it's not valid it just means it's a it's just a whole different i mean it's it's a bit on the more esoteric side of star wars star wars is inherently mainstream that's why you do see it hit the uh, nielsen ratings at all but it's Mm. not it's not going to be the the I think it's just never going to be it hasn't been and it's it's not going to change the now if this next um bad batch redefines star wars i'll i'll gladly eat a piece of white dog shit from the 70s on the street i'll we find see it. white dog shit no more uh they st- they used to put calcium in dog food and they stopped oh that's why then that's why dog that's why white dog shit that looks like et dead in the little stream mm-hmm. uh that's why you don't see it anymore yeah i i looked it up i was like what happened to it what happened to white dog shit? Yeah. <laughs> what happened to white dog shit? And yeah, and that's that's what happened. So, but, but this this yeah. whole like article, this whole press release for us was like a victory lap, you know. I I think so. Like it's I, it's like it this... definitely points towards towards what we've been saying as being in the realm of correct. You yeah, know? like you know. I told you stuff in August, we did the first article in September, we've talked about it ever since. Mm-hmm. And like you've had more sources, you've had like different sources to mine come out and yeah. tell you the, the same stuff and you know and everything else. And it's now here it is in writing, you know, from I'm, an official I've now had three sources tell me that that skeleton is back end and acolyte middle and an acolyte's and- a big one. And acolyte is is acolyte is the is the is the intended future. Like if if acolyte has like decent numbers, based off of what they've said to me, I believe that acolyte spawns the television series saga, if you will, for that will end up taking over. Because I believe that Filoni's movie will just do okay, at least based off of mm-hmm. the characters that are going to be in it, like the crossover character, the Avengers model is being applied. And I don't see Filoni going back to television. I see him going right into the next sequel for him. And and I so and with that happening, I would imagine his output on Disney Plus and Favreau's will diminish. And if Acolyte connects and that connects, I think that's how the future goes. Do you, that's just do you want to see prediction. Favreau like be less involved mm-hmm. as things go forward? Because after know, his last two outputs, like yeah. For me, it's proven his limitations as a writer, like right. massively, and I don't think his content. I don't think his content content was ever that inspired. But I think the last two pieces of media he's put out in the book about Fernando season three were just they were just coasting the two yeah. of them. Like that. That's kind of I. I feel like like my my take is. I think he's going to be respectful of other filmmakers. Everything I've ever heard is mm-hmm. lines up with that. You know, if you come in and he hires you to, to direct something, he's going to be pretty respectful of, of what you, why you are there. And, but when you look at like book of Boba Fett, uh, it, you know, too many natives, not enough chiefs or too many chiefs, not enough natives, I guess is the way to put it. And it's like, and we, but it doesn't seem like they were fighting but it does seem like everyone was like, oh, well, that's like Robert, Robert Rodriguez would have been like, that's John wants this. So I'm going to do that. And he's like, not going to call out Rodriguez. So I just feel like no one was really uh, being the control freak that you might need to, to have something coherent. But even in terms uh, of the writing though, like I'm just looking at it as yeah. like, if I was a writer, 
Like, yeah. I think if he stayed on to produce him on like various shows or whatever, if he mm-hmm. came on board as a director of a movie, I think Favreau is a vastly talented director, and I think he's a solid producer. I don't yeah. think he's a very good writer, is my issue. And I don't want, at least based off of what he's done for the last two series that he's written, I yeah. don't want that to be the future of like Star Wars and Disney Plus with his involvement in terms of a writing. You know, yeah. he can still produce, he can still, <laughs> you know, direct, but yeah. Rick said too many chefs in the kitchen. <laughs> he was chef, right? Was that, was that his was movie? Chef. Yeah, yeah, too many chefs in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, like, I, I really think that it, the thing that needs to be evaluated on him, though, is, is Favreau as a showrunner, is what we're, I think, essentially talking about. He got and, listed as a showrunner for season three, but, like, yeah, he, he was there. Like, but he is running those, he, those shows. Oh, no, he, he is. But, like, for season yeah. three, though, like, he was right. nowhere near as involved as what he was in the previous two. And even... Yeah, like the book of Boba, he's not listed as showrunner, and he's not listed as a director, but he was heavily involved. Like yeah. to the point where Tamara Morrison was convinced he directed episodes. Like, yeah. and for this thing, like, season... like, like I said, I've I've been down there in in El Segundo watching them do mm-hmm. film scenes and just watching it for almost every season of these shows. I would have been convinced that he was directing an episode. Yeah, but when you're a showrunner, you're basically a producer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You're yeah. you're running this. You're literally running the show, right? You're the you're name. you're basically doing what an executive producer is supposed to do, right? So, you know, but, but I mean. now now it's been kind of watered down with like uh, royalty and nepotism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what it, what it right. means to be an executive. But that's producer. what I mean. Like with yeah. Favreau, like I don't mind him like producing Star Wars content and like directing it. But in terms yeah, of yeah. writing it, I don't think he's talented enough. Like mm. same thing with Filoni. I think Filoni is a good enough. I think. If you told me the Filoni movie was going to be written by Filoni and directed mm-hmm. by Favreau, I would have a lot of confidence in it. But if you told me it was going to be written by Favreau and directed by Filoni, my excitement goes down, say, about 20%. Yeah. Not because I yeah, think Filoni's with... a bad director either. I think he's got better with each effort. But right. Favreau is leaps and bounds ahead of him, obviously. And Filoni is just a better writer. Yeah. Yeah, this it's gonna be well that that movie is gonna be the the moment when mm-hmm. we see w- what all of Filoni's career has amounted to. And that sucks. That sucks though. I mean, for him on one hand, because it could be sabotaged. Things could just go wrong. But at the end of the day, like how that movie turns out is the culmination of the whole thing, and it's gonna be a. I think it's a very important like leap off moment for Lucasfilm how that goes it was 10 years of teaching him how to become a live action director you know sending yeah, him to go on it's... set and learn from gareth and learn from from yeah. ryan you know um mm-hmm. and then to end up what he is now like yeah obviously Favreau is instrumental in that yeah and, and i don't mean this in the bad sense but feloni is the company man at lucasfilm 100 mm-hmm. percent. that's why whenever you see people talking about like oh the, this and the infighting and all that shit you're just like dude that guy is so fucking like yes boss <laughs> about stuff he's not mm-hmm. uh maybe i shouldn't put it that way but he is completely like on the same page as them the agenda that set up lucasfilm he's there he's for it man and and mm-hmm. and and that that ability to work as a team member is the reason that the guy has been there for 20 years 
you know what I mean? deeper in the system. Like, yeah, you know, he's you know obviously CCO. Like, he's not greenlighting projects or anything, but he's gonna work with the people that carry back his greenlighting. You know, and be more instrumental in the creative process into yeah. it. You know, he's going to help shape Lucasfilm now for the next few years. You know, and yeah, like he is like a company man. You know, at yeah. this point. And that's not a, yeah. like a, a, a diss, a like you said, but it's, yeah. it's, you know, but he is like, he's him, Kathy and Carrie Beck are the highest like positions that Luke's felt. Yeah. So, we, we don't, we don't see Filoni out making like short art films on the weekend and releasing them. And we don't see him doing like wanting to do anything. All he wants to do is make Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not a bad guy for us to have. It definitely, it definitely no. is, is good. But yeah, I mean, is he able to, because like one of the things, one of my critiques of Filoni is that when you follow his work, you see that he introduces something into a, a lower medium. And when I say that respectfully, like in animation, it'll be like, oh, here's Predator, but it's Star Wars. And then and then he'll like do that concept again. And mm-hmm. it's like the same idea. It just it just been able to be like knocked up a notch because it is going to a to live action now. And so on. And so when we see the live action film that he does, that's going to be the culmination of all of that. And then, but then the answer becomes, then what can you do? Like, what is your, you know, I know you, you saw 80s action movies, but what are you going to offer? Like, what, what are you going to bring new to the table? And but that's why like I'm that. glad as well that he's not the one who's green lighting uh, filmmakers and projects. So that's yeah. carry back. That, and and it, it's a weird one, right? Because, because you can't say, you can't say he's green lighting it because he's not. But then you mm-hmm. also can't deny that he has some power in the sense that they have such a close working relationship right over the years specifically but i think somebody like feloni like i don't think i think if feloni was in the carry back position we wouldn't be in, we wouldn't be getting shows like mm-hmm. and on the acolyte specifically right you know i think we would be looking more at like maybe skeleton crew and existing star wars characters and stories being told for those characters yeah you know where somebody coming in like you know, like Headland, who wanted to do something different. Um, and same thing for Tony Gilroy. Like, you've, I think that it's carried, like, I don't know if she was the one who hired them. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was, but like, going forward, she is going to be the one who hires those sorts of people and filmmakers. And, you know, right. I'm happy he's not involved in that. And he needs to be involved in the, you know, the creative process. Of course mm-hmm. he does. You know, sure. he is a Star Wars encyclopedia. He knows everything you need to know. He will tell yeah. you what works and what doesn't work in the narrative that you're building. And he so, may be telling you exactly what the reaction is likely to be. Right. So I think he's in the right position. I think Beck is in the right position. And I think Kathy's in the right position. Because mm-hmm. now with with uh, her being less hands-on with the creative side of things and leaving that to, to Filoni and, and Beck, she gets to do what she's always been renowned for, which is being a super producer. You know? Right. Right. So I think it's a good, good lineup. Well, so so Baymax says, do you think Filoni will have a script writing collaborator for his his movie? And I could see that potentially happening, um, but I would imagine it won't won't happen until he's done done a draft and it's then critiqued by the Lucasfilm Story Group. And and the, I think Favreau would have a hand in it. I, and I think that is highly likely that it could even end up going that way. But I would say when you look at George Lucas as much as we put him on a pedestal post-career, post-retirement. Um, 
the best things he ever did were was the best decision he ever made was uh, hiring Lawrence Kasdan. And Lawrence Kasdan came in and, and cleaned up his messy work. And when I say, and I said that respectfully as well, because it's it, what he what Lucas wrote for his drafts of Empire and Jedi were filmable, but they were also closer to the stuff that we get more on the average. And that elevated it though when when Kasdan comes aboard and mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark as well. So it's like in in on one hand, it would be nice if the directors did find their Kasdans because they has this has to do more with I think that putting the auteur theorist up on the pedestal as well, as opposed to looking at what it really was. George Lucas wasn't a fucking auteur. He had Lawrence Kasdan writing the shit with him as well. It wasn't the one white man to save us all. It didn't happen that way. It never did. But yet we still like to go on with the myth and to put that pressure on the creatives that they can't actually live up to because it's simply the way that it's retold in the making of stuff 30 years later. You know, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. But that, that's that's my my true take on it, and that's where I think the methodology is often broken. Now, and and I'm also you know to contradict myself, I don't think that you need too many chefs in the kitchen either, but you definitely do need people playing to their strengths. And mm-hmm. um, Dave Filoni's never going to write a fucking script, on, you know, on the what's it called, the blacklist or whatever. You know what I mean? Like like he's never going to make it to, to that. Oracle says, "What up, Legends? Been rocking with you." um since reading about naka the clan and the seven damn thanks man time flies huh? much respect word thank you yeah those were the days old naka finding that lightsaber in the savannah um that was uh, how episode seven was going to open initially when the lightsaber was more of a of a thing i actually like that better still too the lightsaber being the handoff item and then it coming into play for the end fight it, it all it was a cleaner idea i think but anyways yeah, uh, let's go. Let's go on to that story that that you wrote here. Star Wars movie. This is from December second. Star Wars movie news will reportedly arrive this month, possibly casting for the untitled Ray New Jedi Order film. And uh, one of the things that I have heard, I'm going to be very non-specific though. That that I think just makes me believe everything about this is that it they have there has been auditions in the video form and i heard this from somebody i really 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 do trust uh over the years and uh but i don't know that anybody has been cast so i don't know who it is i don't have anything to add i just know that it some people were submitting auditions so and uh, the one thing I would say about that audition, too, the only thing I can add is that it didn't seem like there was any kind of, um, like, it wasn't all, you know, 30-year-old African-Americans. It was more of an open kind of thing. So, anyways, bestmanbulletin.com writes, As the industry has come back to life and the Hollywood wheels are in motion once again, Star Wars fans are eager to hear news on the next film, which is due to release in May of 2026. And if we take the words of a reliable industry insider, or should I say insider, good work there, good work, there, then fans won't have to wait too long. I have to say, like, I am jealous that his name is, is Snyder and that he gets to have the insider <laughs> name. Like, I wish my name could be warped into something like that, and it just can't. I think right. he had it when he used to do his own podcast before the hot mic. Yeah. It used to be called The Snyder Cut. And I thought that was also a great name. <laughs> like, yeah. 
That is good. That is good. Well, especially for like, like you know, like if you like searching that up and you come across the Snyder Cut, like yeah. the podcast, like any one of the Snyder Bros, like yeah, it's like it's amazing. Yeah. Also hilarious from somebody I don't know if what his opinion is on that stuff, but I, I can imagine he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he does. Um, definitely does not give a shit. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, okay, so you wrote the news comes from a person that gets a lot of coverage on the site, Jeff Snyder. Who was first to break the Damon that Damon Damon Lindelof blah, 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 was working on a Star Wars movie and was let go from said Star Wars movie and revealed that Damon Lind, that Dave Filoni was set to direct a Star Wars film and that he would be announced during this year's Star Wars celebration. His track record with the Star Wars movies news over the past two years speaks for itself. Last month on his podcast, The Hot Mike, which he co-hosts with John Roca. Snyder was asked when people could expect Star Wars movie news, to which Jeff quickly responded with next month, December. Now that we're in the month Snyder told fans when to expect Star Wars film news, the question was poised to him again during the latest episode of The Hot Mike. Snyder shared that he wouldn't be surprised if we got news this month and that he believes there are things lying in wait. I like that. I like that he said that, and then that like the best and the brightest of Star Wars fans are like, "What does waiting in the wings mean? What does mm-hmm. lying in wait mean? I don't understand." Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, "Google, bitch!" All right. The journalist added that he believed it is only a matter of time until a reporter finds out and shares what they know. With Snyder's belief being that it would be related to the casting news for the untitled Ray Skywalker film, which is currently being written by Stevie Knight. We're going to call him Stevie Knight from now on. Mm-hmm. Peaky Blinders. And is set to be directed by Charmin Obey Chinoy. You can read the quote below. So it goes on to say, I wouldn't be surprised if we got Star Wars news this month. Star Wars has always been a franchise that has, like, things don't always get announced. I remember years ago that this, that this was up, uproar hadn't hired, that, they, that Star Wars hadn't hired a writer of color. And uh, you spelled color wrong because he is an American, red, white, and blue, and we don't say it like that. Color. Auto correct. I'm kidding. But I came out after people told me privately and said that they have writers of color, color, but they don't want to respond to all the nonsense, essentially. I do think there are things lying in wait, possible, possible casting news that are already done. I think that Daisy Ridley movie has its leads already, and it's just a matter of a reporter finding out. Jeff Snyder via the hot mic. So that's the important part. And the important part that we need to take away from this is that Snyder believes it's related to the Daisy Ridley movie. Some mm-hmm. people have thought that it means a whole new Star Wars thing that nobody knows was announced. I don't quite understand why he set it up this way, probably because he doesn't follow Star Wars and care that much about it, so he probably doesn't remember necessarily how much has come out for it, maybe. But mm-hmm. but he is saying it's the Daisy Ridley movie that he thinks will have a reporter find information on, right? Is that a clear yeah. reading of it, in my opinion? That is that's, my that's reading of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems as if he is talking about casting. Yeah. Because that's the thing he leans straight towards, and he was getting cast in updates in the summer, you know, as right. to when they were looking to begin in the casting process and whatnot. So right. I think he might know uh-huh. something, and I just don't think he's got permission to put it out. Because he has I... said in the past, like, not with Star Wars specifically, but, like, 
he won't just like us he won't move on something if a source tells us not to do it of course, you know so yeah. if he's been advised not to put it out yet like then he wouldn't yeah. you know but if he knows then like he's like he says it's only a matter of time before a reporter finds out right that's just bound to happen in the industry that he works in especially oh, which yeah. is to do with casting and the trades are as like because <laughs> me and you we aren't like great at the casting stuff you no, know, like, I don't. I don't. I don't go out to, to to mixers with with casting agents and do cocaine. Right. Like it's not. No. My, I'm so, not saying he does either, but I mean, like, like that's no, like but, the kind of place you have to be in to be that. Like, I'm hearing Cuba Gooding Jr. is yeah. going to play Lando's uncle. Like that's where you have to be to get that shit. And like for us, it's it's things that are happening that have happened mm-hmm. that we report most often or about to happen. And um, yeah, casting is something that's like. Like there's been people like there there was an era, dude, when I was convinced, and because it was accurate at the time, that uh, what's his name from Breaking Bad was Cassie and Andor, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. He was so fucking far, and then just out of nowhere, just I don't I don't know exactly what happened, but it just falls apart, and that, and that that's mm-hmm. that that kind of stuff has always turned me off to it and then on top of it remember like Maisie Richardson Sellers I think was her name she's being cast in the the Force Awakens and they're calling it like a pivotal role and shit and the chick I mean she's a fine actor I'm sure but she just looks up at the thing goes oh shit and then mm-hmm. and then I know that they cut a scene where she gets on a ship sent by Leia to go there that that's that mm-hmm. was it and so, so when it all comes, when it all comes, you know, together, I'm just like, ah, oh, casting shit. Then I remember when I got Mando, uh, when I got that Pedro Pascal was a Mandalorian, all the scoopers came out and told me I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm like having to stick to my guns. Cause I'm from here. Like I, I got connections with that kind of shit. Like I have my own different ways of knowing that shit just from, cause of where I'm at. And so I had to stick to my guns on it a bit. And then it obviously panned out. And then, of course, everybody just looks the other way to pretend like that didn't happen. But I don't really know what I expect them to do either. But um, anyways, you wrote, ahead of the SAG after strike, Snyder previously shared on his podcast that Lucasfilm were hoping to start casting on a Ray Skywalker movie before Labor Day, September 4th, ahead of the filming beginning in April of 2024. Again, this was pre-strike, so the process has been delayed and there's been no update to when Charmino Bechanoid's directed flick will start filming. Though I've been told it's definitely still planned to start shooting next year at Pinewood Studios, London. And I think we might have an update on that pretty soon, actually. At the at, at this time, we do not do not know what shape the Ray film is in. In April of this year, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy shared that Stephen Knight, sorry, Stevie Knight, was due to submit his draft of the Ray Flick by the middle of May. However, on the 2nd of May, the Writers Guild of America strike began and Knight's work was halted on the Ray film. It's unknown if Knight submitted a finished draft ahead of the strike. And by the way, that's one of the things that I had heard in that that little bit I was talking about was when the actor strike stopped, everybody who had been working on their on their audition videos sent them in, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so So, you know, people weren't playing by the rules. Uh, Knight had only been on the project around a month or two before Star Wars Celebration, following the departure of the film's original writers, Damon Lindelof and Justin Britt Gibson, who had been working on the film for close to two years. It's long been reported by myself, the trade Jeff Snyder and making Star Wars, that the untitled Star Wars film set to relate in May 2026 is the Daisy Ridley-led flick. Lucasfilm and Disney have yet to confirm which Star Wars movie occupies that date, a date they announced back in the spring. 
but it was recently revealed by the film's leads, Daisy Ridley, that the Star Wars film is the next Star Wars movie to be released. So that's as good as Urkel. That's mm-hmm. as good as Urkel, you guys. Daisy Ridley saying it, that's a Jaleel White level confirmation. And, and for, for me, anyways. The untitled Ridley-led film is set 15 years after the events of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, and we'll see Rey Skywalker attempting to construct a new Jedi Order. And then you can support Bespin on Coffee and Patreon and listen mm-hmm. to his Bob podcast, losers. It's on break, so. Yeah, so you can catch up with all the back catalog. Now's the time. But, yeah, so... James, hey, how's it going, James? James says Lucas doesn't get enough credit for writing ESB. Brecket's script was thrown out, and Kazan essentially did a polish of Lucas's draft. Exactly, and that that was like that's actually what worked was the person who may have had ended up having to direct it essentially, which was Lucas at one point. Obviously, it doesn't go that way, but when you look at how how it all shakes out, Lucas going in giving the essence of the whole thing and then a writer coming in cleaning it up and making it less clunky. And that's, that's the whole, that's like the whole problem. And uh, with star Wars stuff is when it's clunky. That's, that's what needs to be fixed. Usually that's what turns sci-fi people off. Cause you're already throwing them. You're already throwing like general audiences into the, 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 the uh, deep end of something that they don't understand. Then when you add a level of clunkiness to it, that's where the ultimate turnoff and the popcorn stops flowing. The popcorn flows when they are just able to enjoy the visuals and the eye candy, I think anyways, but yeah, so that, that, that Ray, that Ray movie should be our, our, our next one. And we, according to Snyder, sounds like casting news should be, should be leaking at some point. Makes me kind of think just off the top of my head that the people who are in it are probably somewhat known potentially like like i'm kind of not expecting it to be a daisy ridley name because that's the kind of shit you can keep secret when you cast a, when you cast a daisy ridley into into a role but like yeah, but a also like amanla stenberg somebody who's very prolific currently that's when they're going to know oh amanla can't do something because she's filming star wars next year and then yeah, that's but also when like working around yeah and also like i don't know i'm not saying agents do this they may or may not yeah. But like, do. if your if your client has been cast in Star Wars, yeah. like that's instantly a boost to their profile. So mm-hmm. even if, if that news gets out, like via the trades or whatnot, like that's only going to help you and your client. Right. So even if the person isn't that well known, their profile raises instantly f- from being cast in Star Wars. That news getting out there. Right. Um, I I don't know what it's going to be. Like I don't know if it's going to be somebody we know, like you know, a, a known actor, actress, or if it is going to be a lesser known one. I have no clue on how it's going to go. It might be that we get multiple, that we get like elite, like a bigger name alongside two smaller names. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. And again, looking at this process as well, if Snyder thinks that they've already cast, because he said he thinks they've cast the leads in the Ridley movie. Right. So. If they were hoping to do that by September, we're now in December. Where are they looking to film this? Because originally it was April. Right. Are we thinking that if we go by the similar time frame, that they're looking to start in like say July or something? Look, start shooting in the summer for the May twenty twenty six release. Cl- 
classically on the the previous films the idea was so so when when you hear april mm-hmm. um they're not going to film in april what they're going to do in april is they're going to start building sets preliminary stuff props all that kind of stuff in april and may then they will start once the summer like seasons really truly begins and there's like a one one reason just alone is the weather you know what I mean? Like, like in being able to film outside and then April and May in the UK isn't very bad. It's like, yeah. yeah, no. And like, like I said, they, but, but classically they, they would start building stuff. Uh, I remember on one of them, they started as early as February, but that was still for a summer shoot. That was still, that was still for like, like get really getting going a bit later towards, towards the, uh, like summer months. And then, um, and then the other thing, though, is that also really heavily affects that is what is the location shooting going to be? Where is it going to be? And stuff like that. Like if, like if they're going to Octu, then there um, becomes really specific windows in which they have to film at Skellig Michael. They can't, mm-hmm. you can't just go film at Skellig Michael when you feel like it. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to be able to get out there. The water's going to be too choppy. The weather's not going to be right. So there's all of these like different factors that can like come into play. And also come into play where like it, the the Skellig Michael stuff might not be filmed for like uh, way later than the principal photography, and for those reasons right there, and then we'll see the stories pop up that Star Wars is going through massive reshoots because Daisy Ridley sucks or <laughs> something like that. Like that's what they start doing, you know. But it's like no, they always kind of have to make that stuff work. But that's also why Skellig Michael they make mm-hmm. uh, they usually make a a replica of it at Pinewood. And yeah. that way they film as much as they can at Pinewood and then they do their best to match the, sh- to match the environment and the shots and change it digitally to make it match. And yeah, I really couldn't tell most of the time on um, the sequel trilogy films that they, do did, think, they did that. Do you think anybody is coming back? Like Adam yeah. or John? I, I don't see how they don't like hit on all of that stuff. I like, in my brain right now, it's mostly because I want it to be this. Like I want it to be Kylo Ren. I want it to be, I want there to be something that took Ray away. I don't want Ray to be like, Oh geez, I'm so dumb. I can't start a Jedi order. It's too hard for me in my dumb girl brains. Like, I don't want that to be the case. And I don't want it to be like, Oh no, the Republic has said, no Jedi, it's outlawed. Like fucking, that would be so boring too. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I don't want. It to, so I'm hoping that it's like she had a reason that that prioritized this other thing, this other quest, whatever that happens to be. And I hope that the movie is that. And in my my brain always goes back to some sort of Ben Solo redemption kind of thing that I think would be ex- massively popular if they had okay, an idea we- to make it work. Even if we look back a few weeks ago, like Snyder, like was saying he had this big rumor that he hadn't got confirmed, and if somebody asked the right question, he would just say it. Yeah. And everything he said and alluded to felt like Adam Driver. He's trying to pass yeah. it off in the weeks that followed that it was Pedro yeah. being in Fantastic oh, okay. Four, right. but like at the time, it was completely sound like Adam Driver. So yeah. the last five yeah. films that the guy has done uh, were, were duds. Um. Pedro's was was did Pedro's movie with uh, Nicolas Cage did that perform? 
It did reasonably well, like for what yeah, it is. I thought it. I thought it did. Yeah. I thought it was like a yeah, you know, comedy that came out. It doesn't. Did, if you watch yeah. that show, if you watch like mm-hmm. like I like I watch them every week, it yeah, yeah. didn't feel sound like Pedro, and he okay. was actively saying there's nothing to do with the fucking Fantastic Four, and right. then that happens the weekend later. You know, they're like, oh, it's a guy who's used to like not being the lead in like a big franchise, like you know, and all this, and the guy needs a hit. Like Pedro don't need a hit. You know, Pedro like, does not need a hit, no. Like Adam it helps, does. It helped, but he doesn't need it. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> a lot of science to me was pointing was pointing towards Adam, and it's like, oh, if he's in this, then cool. I think that's like a a bigger splash, you know, for like in the Star Wars like bubble, like you know, right. you get all the Raylos back, you get like, you know, um, all that. Apparently, that's why Adam Driver was looking to do Fantastic Four, was because. Yeah. He knows he needs to do a big mainstream movie because nothing's landing for him. What what you was know? that was that that BC movie he had was a was a turd. The sixty five didn't do well. Um, yeah, that didn't do. He well. did a he did a video on he did a, a movie on Amazon called I think it's called like Annette or something. It was a very good. Um, he had the last His, jewel, which, which bombed. He had House of Gucci, which didn't do that well. White um, Noise was a terrible adapt- adaptation. One hundred twenty million dollar budget on that. I found out the other day. Really. Yeah, it's insane, right? Uh, like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I I didn't know that. Like, that it would cost that much. Is like, that I'm, movie that movie could have been done for for fifteen million if they had hired the right people? Yeah, like easily. That's what I mean. So he's he's had these bombs. Pedro, like, he's had the Last of Us. He's had the Mandalorian. He's had like these are the Nicolas Cage movie, which even if it didn't do super well, did well enough. Yeah. It also did strike a nerve with pop culture because. You see on TikTok like the memes, like of him in that car, like staring at him, like is everywhere. Yeah. You know, he he still struck a chord, and like people still know that movie, and they promote that movie when it's on a streaming service using that clip specifically because they know people recognize it and would watch it for that reason. Yeah, it's like when do you remember like when Zoolander was like a like a meme all over TikTok, like that mm-hmm. one scene where like um Ben Stiller's character sees Owen Wilson at like a paparazzi like thing at a red carpet, mm-hmm. like. They said that like it skyrocketed like views for Zoolander. Like my right. youngest brother was going to like house parties where they were watching Zoolander because so of it. Weird, weird. <laughs> yeah, like and he's but also the, the Peaky time, Blinders parties weird as well. That's well, also weird. Yeah, at the time he was sixteen and going to those things, and it's yeah. like you know, and he discovered a new audience. And Amazon had Zoolander two and was promoting it as like, hey, you like, Zoolander meme. You know, mm-hmm. like reasons yeah. to watch it. Fucking for Christmas last year, I watched Zoolander because of it. You know, right? Like, I had to watch Zoolander at Christmas. I couldn't watch Gremlins or some other thing I like at Christmas. It's fucking Zoolander. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I don't know, but like Pedro doesn't need a hit. Like that's why he's in Fantastic Four. Like they yeah. they know they needed a star, like somebody charismatic and help sell you the film. And like that's what Pedro does. Anytime he does. He's getting paid to do this promotion, but he brings in so many eyes and makes so many like memeable moments and buzzworthy moments from his interviews and from his, you know, his the stuff he does on the promotional run that yeah. it gets you even more eyes. Like you got people making fan edits of him in an interview, like talking about The Last of Us when he's just eating a sandwich or something, or if he's doing whatever he's up to, you know, yeah. he gets. Yeah, he he brings you a lot of eyes. He's gonna bring you more eyes than like Vanessa Kirby and, um, you know, Joseph Quinn is. 
for that mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. You know? And it's the same thing with Adam Driver. He's not, like, a very marketable person in terms of, like, when he does an interview, like, he's charismatic and, like, really sells you on something. But in the Star Wars fandom, that character is a big deal. And he, out of that trilogy, is probably the thing that went over the best, I'd say. He's up there. Like, even... Even exactly people who seem there. to like not like, or some seems to like Kylo Ren to a degree. Mm-hmm. Like even like we play obviously Fortnite a lot as people know, but he's the most popular Star Wars skin on that game. Yeah, like and has been for years. It's still him. Like it's he's still more popular than Mando. He's more popular than like Ahsoka. Anything else? Anakin even. Like it's and Luke. It's it's still Kylo Ren. Yeah, having Kylo and Ben Solo come in. And you can sort of get the Ben Solo redemption, you know, that you would, you know, you didn't get enough of him in, in, in Tross. They will get it in this if he comes yeah. out. You know, right. I think that I'm open to whatever it is. I like, I said, I'm not like super like on board with Stephen Knight being the writer because of everything I've seen Same. of his is not very good to me. You know, I think it was <laughs> like, I don't know. I think I can't remember. I saw tweets about it like when he was first like attached to it. And people are like, yeah. oh, we're going to get, like, really good Star Wars on there. You ain't seen this shit. You've seen that he's a British guy and that he's, like, got this show, like, Peaky Blinders, that is pretty popular. And and, and, and you was... don't watch Peaky Blinders and you go, that's prestigious. I remember everybody kept telling me, oh, it gets good, it gets good. So I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it. I watched yeah. fucking four seasons of this shit. I was like, when does this get good? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, yeah, he, he. You would think like like he's not he's not a Michael. We never got our Michael Arndt Star Wars, but he's not a mm-hmm. Michael Arndt where you you know you watch Little Miss Sunshine or whatever the hell that movie was, and you're like, oh, that's a great script, obviously. Yeah, like it's the you yeah. don't have that same. He's not one of those, but at the same time, like I honestly don't really care for most of what Lawrence Kasdan did outside of Star Wars either. So right. it's like one of those things where you hope they get into the position and that it they just understand how to make that that genre click. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's all we can yeah. really hope for when you get down to it. Right. But because there isn't really very many people who I'm like, oh, I want to see them write Star Wars. I was yeah, excited I we... for Waldron. I really was. And that's maybe the yeah. last person where I was like, yeah, Waldron. And then I and I was excited for for Lindelof to an extent. I was like, I want to see what he does. And then now I don't know if we'll, I'm curious as to I, how, I was how much excited. Of an impression it will make. I was excited mm-hmm. by the idea when Lindoff came on that he wasn't just writing this; he was writing a larger world with yeah. that like with that writers' room he had. Right. Like they were planning something else. That excited me because Lindelof with long form storytelling is great. You know, you mm-hmm. look at the leftovers, Watchmen. Like he's he's critically acclaimed. He he knows what he's doing. He can tell a long form story. Mm-hmm. Um, the person I was excited about, like the most at the time, was Taika. When Taika was announced in 2020, and specifically the partnership with Wilson Cairns, that was, that was, to me, like the perfect balance. You had him right. come off of the back of Ragnarok, and her coming off of the back of 1917, and I thought this is the perfect partnership and pairing. And obviously, he did the Mandalorian season one finale, and he did a good job. I was all in. Like to me, that was the perfect mm-hmm. pair. Like, obviously, there's directors. I think we did this on the show recently with Rob was like, well, well, who would you like? Like, well, who's your favorite directors? And the the directors I like, I don't want touching Star Wars. Yeah. Because, just because, like, you know, like, the Safdies or Emron Flannel, like, they they make great movies, doesn't mean they'll make a great Star Wars movie. They and... make a great Nari. Did not make a right. great Nari. Right. Sorry. So... Sorry, Nari. 
So I don't know who I'd want. You know, like we talk about like yeah. Star Wars shows, like we'd like to see Taylor Sheridan do a very specific thing. You know, you yeah. look at like uh, Noah Hawley who did Fargo and is doing the Alien show. Like he probably would be able to tell a good Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. In terms of movie, I don't even know. I'm open to anybody at this point. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like, like, and you know, even back to to around the Andor time. You know, if you told me, oh, you're you're gonna love Tony Gilroy, like Tony Gilroy is gonna be the mm. the best, and I would be like, who is he? The Bourne guy, be, yeah. like the Bourne guy. I'd be like, I don't know, man. Are you sure about mm. that? Because I, I don't really connect with those movies either. And then here we are, where I think you know he's the bee's knees. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's always kind of like, oh, gotta let the person try the position and see if they're good at it. And that's the, really all that that you can do, and hope that they aren't the hope that they're green lighting the things that are good and that's really all we can all we can do with you know our hopes and dreams our star wars aspirations because i yeah i also would have thought jj abrams would doing two of a trilogy would have been the greatest choice before too i really would have i really like if you asked me oh yeah and then i saw force awakens and then you're like okay and you're like oh he's gonna come back and finish it i was expecting better from him and so even there is an, a wild inconsistency, you know, mm-hmm. and it has a lot to do with what the agenda of the film was. And that's the uh, thing with this Ray movie. Like, what's its agenda? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, well, to make money. But it, you know what, though? But it also <laughs> has to, like, be healthy for the franchise. It also has to be a platform for more sequels and more films and more money. So it's not so the answer of more money. That's not it. That's not all of it. So what what's its like what's its goal? What's it trying to like do and what is it going to like do? And on top and the other thing that is a big uh thing with this casting news is everybody keeps assuming it's the little uh apprentice that she's gonna have or two. It might be the villain, you know? It might it might be the, the antagonist because you do need to have an antagonist in this. And how do you create, you know, or what's the what's the angle gonna be on that? Hold on, Jason. Is, I thought Idris Elba was already canceled as the villain in this movie. Oh shit! Is that yeah. is it, on, is it yeah. on Twitter already? Oh, it was on giant freaking <laughs> robot room, like <laughs> however much many months ago. Yeah, um, and 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 Andor. I'm sorry, Ahsoka is a multiverse show too. I would assume um, the casting would either be like it, it is somebody returning, like John or Adam. And if mm-hmm. if it isn't, that I do think it would be the apprentices, right? Because I think you need them to do the chemistry test with Daisy early on. You need yeah. to get that to happen. And then you can introduce the villain into right. that like dynamic. Because right so, now, probably what they're doing with Fantastic Four is like those people have all been rumored for a while. Like Kirby, Joseph Quinn, and the guy from the Bay. But since mm-hmm. Pedro's entered the mix, apparently now they're doing like chemistry tests between them all. Yeah. Even though they were like supposed to be locked in pre-Pedro. But now mm-hmm. they're like trying to figure that out before like committing those actors to the roles right. and then eventually Javier Bardem as Galactus and the Silver Surfer actress so they're going back to that so I think it will happen similarly to Ridley okay. with her with film they would do the, the the characters are going to be working with her the most right. and it's like like obviously that's going to be the apprentices we don't know how large a role they'll have you know they could be mm-hmm. co-leads they could just be supporting characters but you know, I think they'll that'll probably be a priority, right. Outside of like a returning star, you know, and then the villain I mean, will, mm-hmm. will come across. Yeah. 
yeah yeah the 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 the, the, the villain like what is that that's something that we can't even that we haven't they invented whatever it is we can't even guess mm. what it's going to be because we don't know what they guess was a good answer for it but baymax says the agenda is to reestablish a jedi order from that many more stories can spin off but but think about how shallow that is us think, think of ghostbusters ghostbusters one establishes the ghostbusters order how much of the movie is that how much of, of the movie does a popcorn audience want about you know all that all that it takes to like do that uh if you want to make it fun that is i mean that's this is going on on the idea that it's going to be a fun movie and not tedious and stupid mm -hmm. like essentially ghostbusters one is a movie where they establish the ghostbusters and it's it's just like what's the problem how do we deal with it okay we're gonna we're gonna do it we're gonna do we're gonna start the company then they start the company and then it's like okay how, and then they get the jobs and they, they move from there right well and i know this is god's ghostbusters this is star wars but the the, the, the truth is is nobody wants to watch ray go going around hiring molesty priests to teach the next generation the jedi like that's not a thing that's really going to be like that exciting and so yeah that will i think that will be a ramification of what happens and how it moves forward in the sense that the order exists therefore more stories can be told but you don't even have to do that because you can have jedi stories going on with what ahsoka established that there's just these ronin jedi going around and I think we could assume, based off of where Ray's at, that that is the future of this era at the time. So it would be bringing those disparate Ronins together into something more, more full of order. But I just don't see that as being, personally, as being a film. I, I don't think it is. I don't think, I don't think there's enough there. Um, because, okay, everybody's showed up now, and then everybody's like, oh, there's a Jedi Order, we're, we're like good to go. And, you know, it's not going to be a movie about was policy. It? It's not going to be a movie about, you know, I don't know. And so that's, that's it, where I'm like, yeah. Was it you that was telling me, like, somebody was, like, they misunderstood the Broom Boy moment in The Last Jedi? I've seen like, it, it misunderstood was, a lot of times. Yeah, I think it was something happened to it recently, though. Oh, you know? okay. I don't and, know. Uh, what, 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 what was it? No, I can't remember what it was. They were just mis mm -hmm. misunderstanding what it was. It might have been as a true talent, actually. Okay. But, um... Yeah. I was thinking though, like with Broom Boy's age now, like this is said fifteen years later, right? Like after yeah. Tross, Broom Boy, how old would you say he was in the, in Last Jedi? Like um, if you're taking 10, a guess, eight 10? to ten. Yeah, yeah. So 10. he'd be like twenty five, and he like has the Force and many brooms. He's a janitor, space janitor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like maybe yeah. we'll get a, like a broom, not as an apprentice, maybe, but like maybe when the old is formed, you can see like a reference of what that kid became like in, yeah. within it or something yeah you know like he's obviously inspired by the tale of luke skywalker you know yeah yeah and that that was that was one of one of the the changes or one of the considerations trevorrow made in his script that i was that i was there for you know i was like mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's he should have been mentioned or somehow you know but at the same time all that it you know in terms of the story itself all it means is no one will be the last jedi there no, of course, no, another. no, that's the message. There will yeah. always be another, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that 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 Ray film, I mean, I feel like it's a pretty blank canvas, to be honest with you guys. I, I just don't think that a movie about starting Jedi School is there. 
they, have they made a movie about how and why they started Hogwarts? Why haven't they? Because it's 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 a big job, but it doesn't. People mean do a big want movie. that movie, though. Yeah. I am sure. I'm sure. Yeah, they do. And and, yeah, they... and there is backstory. There is backstory to that, like where all the houses come together and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But but and once again, will will that be the thing? Will, will there be r- r- roaming gangs of Ronin Jedi? You know what I mean? And they all don't dis. You know, they all disagree about how it's to go forward. And Finn's in one school and raise another. I, I was telling you the other day. I'm like. I hope Finn's not in this movie. I want him in it, but I want I want him to get his own movie that does his own box office. That way they treat him, his character, as not just being Ray's support friend. Ray's, mm-hmm. Ray's fucking friend zone Jedi buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's boring. I don't want that. I told he you before, I think, I think he won't ever sign on to this. Yeah. Unless he knows the parameters of the role. Because he was screwed. Like in the mm-hmm. last trilogy, like he yeah. was sold a dream, and that dream never like came to fruition. Yeah, and so I think he's well aware of it. And obviously, he's gone back and forth on the idea of coming back. I think if he right. did, obviously, it has to be for a lot of money, and money speaks more than anything else. But I think he wouldn't sign on unless he knew just how the character was going to be treated, just how much screen time he was going to get, and the, like how defining the character is going to be. Not just mm-hmm. his whole thing is looking a bit sweaty and screaming Ray. Right to three films, you know, right. like which is what I think of him. That's the thing I like think of like straight away for some mm-hmm. reason. It's him screaming Ray all the time, yeah. and he's a good actor. Like he's above it. Like you know, he we saw him in a film earlier this year, Day Clone Tyrone. He was great in it. He he's gr- he, I think he's grown a lot since yeah. the Star Wars. You know what I mean? He has he has yeah as as an actor as a performer. So so many yeah. films last year called Breaking, and he's fantastic in it. Hmm. And he he deserves you know his own his own Star Wars thing I would say. Mm-hmm. And just remember though, you ain't going to Disney Plus him. He ain't gonna be he ain't, it's not gonna be Disney Plus him, and I don't blame him for that. But it it does it does seem it does seem like if the Ray movie doesn't connect, if it's like a mm-hmm. huge failure, and then they they decide to go back to the era again for any reason, he does become one of the only answers. You know, if, Bring if the Kylo movie, ran back from the dead, uh, yeah, and that right there should probably be connected to this to this Ray story, or mm-hmm. at least at least like alluded to, at least about mm-hmm. something about it about where it's going to go. But yeah, so the episode nine like era is, I think, where they should be telling the post episode nine era. It's where they should be telling stories. It is it is the place where new threats can happen. In Star Wars, 15 years? I mean, look at what happens post-Return of the Jedi just eight years after, with Thrawn coming back. Mm-hmm. The, there's so many th- stories that can be created and, and environments that make it not a positive place. And it's Star Wars. I don't want there to be th- a fucking thousand years of peace. I want war constantly in Star Wars. Nothing ever works out. It can't, because it's Star Wars. It's the fucking premise of the show, of the film. And um, it's like an attack on Titan at the end of that, and they were like, "Yeah, well, even though this has all been resolved, it's always destined to happen. The Titans will still come back, and humanity is humanity will destroy itself and each other, and the cycle has just repeated itself." I, Star Wars right. is the same. It's only going to be war. It's in the name, Star Wars. It's always going to be conflict. It's always right. going to be Jedi. It's always going to be Sith. You know? Yeah, yeah. And 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 one of the things about the 
Kylo Ren or Ben Solo arc is uh, he did all these bad things and then he literally gives his life for it. He he dies. Mm. So if they do bring him back, that is you are absolved in the, the uh, narrative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that it, there can't be baggage and whatever from that, but it, it does. I mean, it's literally like what else could the guy have done? And that's the same thing with like Anakin in the Star Wars thing. He literally kills the emperor and dies, does the right thing at, at, you know, in his selfless. And that's, that's the whole, the whole thing. I think with like the, the concept of the Sith Lord is that they're not self there's they're selfish. So once they move into a selfless mode, atonement is sort of reached in the narrative. Now in real life, no, if he, if he brought Hitler back, we would, we would arrest him and kill him again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what you would mm-hmm. do, but that's real life in terms of just fairy tale space stories. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think there's, there's an opportunity there and there's an opportunity there to, to continue on to the, like the whole Skywalker lineage thing. I personally think lineages are dumb. I think the concept of it is dumb, but if there's anything that I have learned is that it, people do not have a very modern take on, on race and humanity. Race is a construct. It ain't fucking real. It just, we, the, the, it's, it's an illusion. And, um, and as is like bloodlines as well, you know, when you get down to it, but fucking people view the world that way. And that's why it's really important that a Skywalker breeds. And, uh, I don't like it, but the truth is, um, it would be a popular, it would be a popular choice for them to have a new Skywalker born that is in the, the lineage of, of Anakin and our bunch of Napo babies. Bunch of bunch of force power nepo babies, but I think we did it, man. I think we done it all. Oh, and hi, Josh. I meant to say hi to Josh earlier, but uh, yeah. Anything else we need to hit before we go? Anything else to throw out there before before we call it a day? I don't think so. I don't think there's any more Star Wars news. Um, yeah. I'll probably do some stuff later in the week. Um, yeah, me, me too. Me too. Yeah, and then. Yeah, Let's do it. like Let's I do think it. I said it. I think I said it anyway on this show mm-hmm. that from what I've heard from sources, the Sean Levy thing is definitely real. Like it's a goer. That was the term that was used to me. Yeah, it's you know there seems to be a bit more momentum behind that than the rest of the stuff you know post Filoni and, and Ray mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, Disney really like him. Uh, like you know you look at what Free Guy did for them in twenty twenty one. You know when the industry was recovering from COVID, mm-hmm. um, and then you have what he's doing with Deadpool, which is you hear about all these Marvel productions having issues, you don't hear any issues on Deadpool. Right. You know, um, he's a good worker. He's he, he, they like the idea that he's working on. I yeah, at the moment, if I was a betting man, that twenty twenty seven movie, I think it, I think it'd be his. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we'd see, like at the moment, anyway, it feels that way. Um, well, and if and if it's really taken to the, you know, if it's really fast, I mean, I don't think this is going to happen, but it seems like it could even go in the place of the Filoni movie. If Filoni needed more time, if they can't, if they can't coordinate these TV shows with that thing, is that a possibility? I think it's slim, but I think it's still pot in the realm of possibility. I don't like the idea. I I know you used mm-hmm. to do it, but I don't like the idea of Star Wars being in May anymore. Mm-hmm. I've become so accustomed to them being like like Christmas films, yeah. Now that like 
I wouldn't mind if they just delayed the Ray movie till December, mm-hmm. and Filoni takes the twenty twenty seven date. You know? Yeah, I I don't I don't like their their timeline is not good for them. They're being no, it's and stupid again. It's it's yeah. very much not good. Um, I don't think it's going to be eventized though, Jason. The movies are going to be eventized. Eventized. Yeah, yeah, we're just having two Christmas have... this year. We're going to have three, three Star Wars movies in 18 months, if they do what their plan is. May, right. December, and December. So, I, yeah. I want to hit on Josh's comment really quickly before we go. Um, Josh says, if the Ray movie is in episode 10, then I think they'll find themselves in a bind. It's not a testicle from a financial standpoint to not do it. But see, the, the uh, thing is, is it, for it to be episode 10, it would have to be episode 10 of the Skywalker saga. Which means that it would be that Kylo Ren resurrection arc, so to speak. If the movie isn't about the Skywalkers, and if it's not the the Skywalker drama that is inherently fueling it, it's not a real episode 10, in my opinion. And I would also say that they spent the last decade moving away from the episode thing to empower their normal titles like Rogue One to make you know what i mean they they didn't call it episode nine the rise of skywalker it was never marketed that way they moved away from it and i think they actually hurt the episode 10 idea in the process of doing so because when they say episode 10 i don't think if they were marketed as that people would be like what because they they've already gone through and not marketed the films that way for over 10 years so you know on on that front um i I get where you're coming from, and I think to an extent you are right in that it there will be an episode ten, but that's also a glass that I think you break, you know, in course of emergency break episode ten. I don't think they're 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 there yet. This next phase failing would be that would be that point probably, would be my guess. And if that was if this next phase fails and then that does happen, I would imagine that would actually be when we have completely like new leadership helming that trilogy i i agree with you bros and disagree Mm -hmm. we've had this conversation in the past like when you when your next star wars movie the next like theatrical release you have since the rise of skywalker follows the lead of the last trilogy and in the last movie they dubbed her like a skywalker yeah well well she took on the mantle skywalker which you know when you see the look of luke and leia they sort of approval i suppose yeah Right. Um, I think that it feels in everything but name in episode ten because again you're following the story of the person that led seven, eight, nine, which is the Skywalker saga. Still, mm-hmm. you know, I think you're right in the, like with the the naming conventions. Like they've tried so hard for the past decade or so to like move away from the episode titles. You know, they're not listed as episode seven or eight or nine. They're just we know that they are that. We know that the, the ninth part in the saga or eighth part in the saga, but they just moved to the subtitle. They didn't want to market it as, you know, fans will always like dub them before we know the title, episode mm-hmm. eight, episode nine. Yeah. Um, and again, like with the Ray movie, nobody's calling it episode 10. Nobody's refer- like at Lucasfilm or as fans, nobody's referred to it as that. We're all just stuck in this weird thing of like, we call it the Ray movie, even though there's three Ray movies, or we call it. Mm-hmm. the the new Jedi Order movie or whatever like um like I said I think it's weird to follow the lead of the last Skywalker trilogy yeah in a new movie after you've said and I 
I generally don't think this was their plan for like a long time. I mm-hmm. think this is also why Lindelof's movie had Ray be an old woman, mm-hmm. is so they can like be yeah. so far away from it and removed from it that you can carry on with these new leads, which is the two, uh, the male and the female, like uh, black actor and actress in that movie with those planned to move past it. You know, I think the plan changed when they saw desperation to get a movie out, I mm-hmm. suppose. And it was like, <laughs> well, let's go back to something we do, do know that works for us. It doesn't work for everybody because I know some people will get butted and let's say the Ray works. She works for a lot of people, not everybody. Right. And like, we'll use her. We'll market the film around her. We'll make a younger, make a Daisy Ridley familiarity. And hopefully that will draw people back to the cinema. Right. You know, it's, it's like we said, the, I think it's the TH article that happened around Celebration. Lucasfilm purposely chose the two safest options to go back to the cinema. In right. the Ray movie and the Filoni movie. They know what those built-in audiences are for those two movies. And that's why they went for them. Mm-hmm. You know? Because yeah. apparently they were sort of, not scared is the right word. but Apprehensive? Apprehensive mm-hmm. after like having the Benioff and Weiss disappear and the Rogue Squadron thing not happen and just everything changed for them in their plans. Yeah. So going back to Ray and to the and doing a movie focused around the Mandalorian like time period mm-hmm. is is the safer way for them. But yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I, I know. Think, I think they're they're hoping that that the people who go to see the Ray movie are essentially going for episode ten reasons. I think I think mm-hmm. they, they hope that but I think that in order for it to be episode ten, it has to be like something not somebody from a fam from the family being in it doesn't make it part of their saga or their story. Um, right. You know what I mean? I think that's like I think that's what makes it different, and that's also what makes me think that it's not about resurrecting Adam Driver, about Ben Solo. That's what that's that's the thing I for me that tells me it 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 hasn't been about that, but. Um, we could all we we for all we know we might be here in three months and they might be announcing that it's called episode ten. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Know, like, um, like, it still could happen. You know, like Kathy was saying, like we're we're not gonna like have a Luke Skywalker Force ghost and whatever, right? Obviously, you're gonna feel his presence in the movie in other ways. Or she she know? said she didn't know. She was like, I we, they that she wasn't promising it, right? Isn't that how the to me quote it sounded? Went? She didn't promise it, but to me, it sounded like she was. They were moving away from. It. She said his presence. Yeah. We felt, but not like. There was no plans for him to be there as a ghost or anything. But right. what if we replaced that idea with Adam Driver? Right. You know? But that when 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 you hear that, I don't see Adam Driver wanting to be a force ghost. I don't I don't see him I don't see him like signing a board for something insignificant as being you can do it, Ray. You know what I mean? Like But it might I, be I, more I, substantial than him just doing like that for one scene. Like you said, it could be yeah. you know, like a world between worlds thing for him, or it could be that this right. communication between the two throughout the whole movie, not just you know once or twice in the film. Yeah, you know. Yeah, can 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 Ray get pregnant by by Ben Solo in the World Between Worlds? Find out with episode nine point five coming mm-hmm. next year. I wonder but... if people still think she is pregnant after like they kissed. You know. I yeah I I I think it's funny like like I think a big flaw of the sequel trilogy itself. Was that Ray and Finn were both meant to be the like leads initially? They were meant to never become sexual because they were probably going to become Jedi, and so that that thing was not really developed at all. 
and then we end up with the whole plan getting sort of just like being like the whole project is just sort of like winged um well i'm gonna say ryan johnson didn't wing it he was the one who that was like here's where you were here's where we're taking it and here's where it can go and even colin trevorrow didn't wing it though like he actually yeah, looked yeah, he what came home and like i don't say that i'm not saying that script was good but like yeah yeah he yeah. did learn from the movie before and did try and like follow up and like lean on the threads. It's just JJ that decided to go, no, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? He's the one who didn't have the plan when you really get down, really, when you really get down to it. Yeah. But I but... remember that quote. I remember, I'll always remember that quote where it was like, he was talking about what people expected and wanted. And he just mm -hmm. said, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Yeah. It's just like, you fucking goon. Yeah. You know, like you've, I can't the, watch that the, trilogy. The first anymore. one, the first one was the time to do that. Yeah, the first one was been. the one to be. Here's what I want to do, and you're not expecting it. Yeah, because I can't like watch that trilogy anymore. Yeah, and I I really do enjoy the first two. Like I love them. Like Force yeah. Awakens and the Last Jedi, but I can't I can't watch that like trilogy anymore. This this Ray film is going to make it more palatable for me. It just like realistically, it is knowing that it like Episode Nine. That's not where it stops. That's mm -hmm. gonna that's gonna actually like save it for me. That's gonna elevate it if for it's me. good, you know. Well, just even in looking forward to it, like in looking mm -hmm. forward to it, I will start watching those three films in anticipation for that film, and and to like you know read what what's it gonna mean, and and there's something to like think about while you watch it and where it's going, and and while Episode Ten is my least favorite Star or Episode Nine is my least favorite Star Wars film. It's going to allow me to be like, okay, so what is that? Where does this put her? What does it mean? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what does it mean for for everybody involved? And, but yeah, I I do think that you would be wise to to put the other heroes in it in some some capacity, Poe Dameron and and Finn in some way. You would think if you were going to do that, those would be people in her life. But also, it's been fifteen years, and she could you know. I just keep I think of that of that that Ahsoka thing and it really laying out the Ronin concept and I keep wondering was this done knowing that they were going to be moving in this way was Filoni's input and his contribution into that initial writers room of the Ray film did it pertain to that that idea it really may have um, we lost Bespin but I think we'll just call it a show here because we were going to end anyways I think I think we said all we need to say but we'll be back with some uh, stories and scoops this week. We got stuff to like to like talk about and um it'll be it should be fun um i want bespin to go first on something and then i will follow up with a couple of things uh hopefully that's that's the plan right right brian bestino i just like completely disappeared yeah you uh, just were gone you were force ghosted out and i was oh, like well, i'm trying this, I, and, like, and now i'm pregnant out. this belly is being pregnant by you yeah so yeah obviously stream now have an app out so <laughs> like i just pressed the comments like section on you and it just fucking crashed so i was like oh that's oh, great all yeah. right so that's that's working perfectly well to be fair the 1.0 build okay we'll give them a mm -hmm. couple of we'll give them a couple of, of weeks on that until it's yeah. a bad idea but uh, um so yeah i don't know how you ended that but yeah, I, I said we would have some 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 stuff coming out this week. You're gonna go first, and then I'll follow up, and we'll we'll have some exciting uh, things to at least talk about with Star Wars this week. It should be a yeah. Week. I should have a couple things. I was supposed to do one today, 
but like this uh disney price release thing happened so i delayed it yeah and then there's been things i've been sitting on since Too summer long. or something yeah yeah which you've encouraged me for like for ages and it's just about waiting for the time and it's like well now because of what i know what you know is like well it has to be now like yeah, yeah. we have and, to do it now yeah my 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 stuff is stuff that i heard back now uh, quite a quite a while ago and i was waiting for the for the production to wrap and then kind of had a reason to, to to hold after that and now here we are so i think it's time to talk about that stuff so yeah it, it could be a fun week so make sure everybody that you're checking um bestmanbulletin.com and watching the show hopefully you're able to, to you're not too busy this week and you're able to come on for those shows because we have so much um spoiler babies to make you know mm-hmm. the, the sperm and the egg of these stories will form a little spoiler baby mm-hmm. uh, like and we'll name it ben solo okay mm-hmm. all right raylos you happy you fucking happy now you happy you're getting your dream just not from the two attractive people that you wanted to make the baby but you can't choose your parents you can't can't choose your parents all right man um everybody follow bestmanbulletin.com on all the social medias and all that kind of jazz and like i said you could go to coffee and you could send him a uh a coffee if you want to buy him dinner buy him buy him a taco buy him some mcdonald's buy him some mcdonald's you know what? this guy needs mcdonald's buy him buy him some the mcrib is back over here it's probably coming back over there too oh so, we we haven't had that in like a decade what the fuck? You guys are afraid of fiberglass? Pussies. At the moment, <laughs> we at the moment they're promoting a chicken Big Mac. Um, fuck that chicken Big Mac. No. Yeah, and a, like a like a festive like cheeseburger thing. I don't know. What? And, like, and in the Happy Meals is fucking Paddington. What? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I guess I like I like Paddington. That's kind of fun. You like Paddington? Yeah. It's yeah, not a Paddington. It could be worse. The Happy Meals have been worse. The menu options at the moment ain't great. You know, I'll just stick to my regular Big Mac. You know, <laughs> everybody, um, everybody uh, over here uh, is like, "Whoa, it's really cool." They got like little Grogu and Mandos in the Happy Meals and everything. And um, but where's fucking Mac and me, McDonald's? I see through the lies of the of the, of the Donalds. But we should still buy Bestman Bulletin uh, some McDonald's to to eat. I think that's fair. McDonald's and, uh, and Domino's, you know, KFC. You eat Domino's? You guys have Domino's too? Yeah, yeah. That's what oh. I, when I get a pizza, I get from Domino's. But I only get it when it's an offer on. You yeah. know, I ain't paying twenty two pounds for the pizza. Oh, I got a bitch about. I got a bitch about this. They're like, "Hey, Jason, if you order a pizza from Domino's right now, we'll uh, give you a, a free medium pizza." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "That's two for one, you guys." Um, what we'll do is we'll buy the pizza and then we'll go and we'll do the second pizza, but we'll go pick it up. That really makes it free. They won't let you do a pickup on the free pizza because they want to charge you fucking tip. The, and delivery, charge fee, you yeah. pr- the delivery fee and a processing fee. It's like, fuck you guys. It's like $12 basically for the free pizza. Fuck you, Domino's. How the fuck are you paying so much money just for like that? Like, yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't how make does any $12 sense. get added to it though? That's like mental. Yeah, twelve dollars for the free pizza. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, and and then yeah. So so, anyways, fuck them. I ain't doing it. I had a text from Domino's today, and they're like, "Yeah, there's an offer on ten pounds for any like size pizza you want. You just gotta come and pick it up." Well, that's not yeah. a bad deal, you know. No, yeah, yeah, no. If it's a pickup thing and it's free, that's hey, I'll do it. I'll get up off my ass for a free pizza. Yeah, but um, yeah, and if you if you want to see a good movie, see uh uh Godzilla. 
Minus one. The shit's great. Well, Baymax was talking about Barry Keoghan earlier. He wants Barry Keoghan in Star Wars. Mm. Go to the cinema, Baymax, and watch him slurp cam out of a plug hole, then dance around a mansion with his knob out, which you can see flapping about in the wind, to murder mm. on the dance floor by Sophie <laughs> Alex Baxter. You'll have a great time. That's that. That reminds me of back in the day when we used to see Ewan McGregor climbing out of shit toilets with his wiener hanging out. In mm-hmm. You know, we're back to the classic Star Wars George Lucas method. But all right, guys, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Have a have a good day. Uh, make sure you like the video and all that jazz, and we'll see everybody soon. Bye. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Let's go. It's not about spaceships.